You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by the Buckeye preacher himself, G. Scott Sr., making his return on the show. Mr. Scott, as always, thank you for your time. Uh, DB, thanks for having me, man. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all Buckeyes and Bucknutters all across the world. What's happening, Brother Dave? It's just so good to be with you, and there's so much to get into. But I want to start off with just condolences to you and your family. It's been a rough, uh, it's been a rough period lately. Um, I think most of Buckeye Nation knows, but for the listeners that don't, um, you know, the the mother of G. Scott's kids passed away recently, and you know, I mean, that's so so young to lose her. I know it's been really tough on you and your sons, especially. Um, so condolences to you and your and your family. I, I appreciate that, Dave. And um, I want to take this time to uh, first say um, thank you to all of you out there in Buckeye Nation that reached out, uh, to especially to lift my boys up during this time. And it has been during this time that the decision to choose the Buckeyes has made proof that that decision hasn't been more right. The Buckeyes, the fans, the coaching staff, the university continues to prove me right on everything that they do, how they respond. And, you know, Oftentimes, they say, you don't find out who people are until some real times, real times. And that's when you really find out who people are. And what Buckeye Nation continues to show me, and and this is very important, this is bigger than a touchdown. It's bigger than that slant across the middle. It's bigger than that interception. When something happens and people are there for you, genuinely, it's a beautiful thing. And in this case, Buckeye Nation was there starting from Coach Ryan Day and his response, Coach Kevin Wilson and his response, and the entire Buckeyes coaching staff reaching out. Again, fans reaching out. And... What really touched me over this time, and there was a lot of things that did, but what really touched me, Dave, was Bill Rucker, the father of Jeremy Rucker, reaching out to me to say something. And I've never had a conversation with Bill before. 
But since then, he and I have been going back and forth corresponding. I just thought that that was really cool for him to do that. And um, the last thing I'll say, um, as a father, um, you are usually ready for a lot of things to try to lead your children. And I'll admit something. I wasn't ready for this. I don't think any parent really is ready for their children to lose their mom or their dad. And my sons, they only get one mom, man. One mom. And that mom is gone. So um, my, my heart breaks. Um, may she rest in peace. Amen to that. Uh, what a tough time. Um, how, how are your sons doing, if, if you don't mind me asking? You know, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're making it. Um, G Jr. is, uh, he's back. Uh, he, he was back on Monday and working out. And I think that he will probably dive into football even more, being around his uh, teammates even more. Um, and I'll probably be coming out to Columbus even more. Just, just so I can be there. Uh, I'll, I'll be there uh, next weekend, the weekend of the 30th, July 30th. I'll be there for a little while and just going to be coming out there. But thanks for asking, Dave. Making the, the best of a bad situation, making friends with other parents on the team, getting to see your son more often. It's, you know, obviously it's terrible it happened, but trying to make the best of an awful situation. Um, you're very close with Richard Sherman. I don't know how much you want to talk about this. It's been a rough week on him. I don't know how much you want to get into this, G, but um, – what can you tell the listeners about what's going on with that and, and where he's at right now? Well, um, what we all saw and maybe heard with Richard Sherman is disturbing, to say the least. And Richard Sherman has also come out and uh, talked about how he wants to tackle uh, mental health. And he talked about his actions, how were disturbing. And he agreed with that as well. And. He's going to have to get help for that situation. So let me first address this in two ways. I'm going to first address this from the, from the, from the point of view of here is a celebrity, right? That had a, whose problems were out in the open. And because of that, I believe that this will help society more talk about and more be engaging in the conversation of mental health issues and issues when it comes to family. Okay. That's, that, that's one of it. And then let me say this from the part of being a friend as a friend of Richard Sherman, as a friend, I could say that what I saw and what I heard was disturbing but at the same time, as a friend, if there's any time that a friend needs a friend, is when all the chips are down, is when things are rough, because there's nothing worse than when people leave your side, when you're having a low point. It's real easy to jump on and be there when everything's up, and it's when they're down. And so those listening right now, we are not the sum of our lowest points in life. Let me repeat that again. 
Think of your lowest point of your life. The most embarrassing moment, disturbing moment that you've ever had. Is that you? Probably not. I'm going to give the same grace to Richard Sherman. And I'm going to give that same grace to anybody else when it comes to that. Now, the one last thing that this is very important. I know you didn't ask this, but I want to just just talk about this one thing. Dave, it reminds me, brother, of the military. And first of all, shout out to all my brothers and sisters out here who have served in the military. Thank you for your service. Appreciate you so much. But what I want to talk about is, is something that needs to be talked about in football the same way it's being talked about in the military. Some of these military folks are taught to kill, taught to survive, taught to do all of these things. And then when it's all over, you're supposed to go back into society and not be a killer anymore. Well, in football, football is a violent game. Let's be real. It's a violent game. As a matter of fact, the more violent that you are in this violent game, the more you are celebrated for being violent. And then while you're doing all this and you're in this game and rah, 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 and being the best in conference championship or national championship or whatever types of championships. And then when it starts to come to an end, when it starts to come to an end and then when you get ready to leave the game, the one thing that didn't happen, you did not learn how possibly to be a great husband, to be a great father, to be a great son. Those types of things. It is hard to be an all pro football player and an all pro husband. Let's take football out of it, brother Dave. How how many times have you been going all out on work? You've been doing everything because you're trying to boost your career or you're trying to get that promotion or you're trying to really financially feed your family. But then you realize that you haven't been doing a good job with your wife. You haven't been doing a good job with your kids. So something has a sacrifice. So the NFL and all of football is going to have to really dig deeper into this problem of what happens to these athletes as they get ready to get ready to leave the game. A reminder, 2.7 years. The average NFL career is 2.7 years. That means that that young man has been really good at something. And imagine, imagine walking into a place and every time you walk in, everybody says, you're the man. We love you. You're great. You're great. You're great. And then towards the end of your career, you start walking into that same place and they're saying, you're the man, you're the man, but they're not talking to you. They're talking to the guy behind you. Yeah, the new guy. And then you got to keep coming back and back and back. So you have made your identity centered around football. And so it's tough. And one last one. When it comes to, I look at someone like Ryan Day. Watch where I go with this. I look at Ryan Day. I look at Pete Carroll. I look at Bill Belichick, some of the greatest coaches and football minds when it comes to football. They never played pro football. And I'm willing to bet 
that the same and I and I bet you and you when you guys get a chance, ask Ryan Day. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. Urban know. too. Ur, <laughs> urban as well to further to further your point. I'm willing to bet that one of the main reasons that makes them so good at being a football coach because there's a part of them that's upset that they didn't play pro football. So they've been able to channel that energy into something positive. Not everybody gets that opportunity. A lot of these players, when they leave the game, they are hurt. They are hurt that they feel like they should still be able to play. They're hurt that they were kind of like a breakup. Well, some football players are hurt that they never even made it to pros. So then they go through a little bit of a depression. Well, in the case of Ryan Day, Urban Meyer, some of the greatest coaches that we minds that we know of that did not play pro, pro football, but are some of the most brilliant minds. So they channel that energy, brother Day. So well said. Saban's another one. We can go on and on and on, I'm sure. Now, you and I can see each other over the computer here, so you see me nodding about everything that you say. I'm just sitting here nodding like a bobblehead. I imagine all of the listeners out there are just, as you're talking, you're just doing the same thing as me, like, yep, nodding along. Just, that's so we call him the Buckeye Preacher, my friends. Um, that, that's going to stick. That's going to stick as well. Now, I, I can't take credit for coining it like I did with Stacey Elliott and the Ambassador, but some people have just called you the new ambassador. I'm like, he's got his own nickname. He doesn't need to be Stacey <laughs> Elliott, too. He, he's, he's G. Scott Sr., um, and he's the Buckeye Preacher. All right, my friend, let's get into name, image, and likeness, the topic that uh, – and it's, it's not going to go away anytime soon. It just keeps getting more and more interesting. So the latest, my man, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, who's not taking a snap yet, true freshman. No, no, he's not. No, he's a, he's a second-year guy. He's same same class as mm -hmm. C.J. Stroud, same class as your son. Uh, number one quarterback in the country in that class. He has some type of an endorsement deal. I'm not sure who it's with, but it, Saban was talking about this. Worth almost a million dollars. Now, I knew the money was going to be flying. I didn't see it being seven figures this fast. Mm, mm. Well, you know what? Uh, first of all, let me just say this. Good for Bryce Young. Right. Uh, Bryce Young is a great young man. His family, great people. Uh, got to, I got to hang out and, and, and meet them down at the All-American Games down in San Antonio a couple years back. Uh, good for him. I wish Bryce Young all the luck at Alabama. This is fantastic. Um, one thing about this name, image, likeness, it's not going away. So if you are a young man or a young lady that is listening to this, don't feel bad if you don't have that deal. Okay? It's okay. It's not going away because – this is a branding thing. Like this is the beginning of the rest of your life. In a positive way, I am kind of glad this is making some young men and young women understand you have to actually start worrying about your brand and image earlier on in life. How many people don't have jobs today because of what they tweeted five, six years ago? Right. So now you're going to be more careful of what you do. So there's that. As far as the name image likeness to continue on with this, I just said this to G Jr. the other day. And by the way, you guys listening to the show. Thank you. Keep my son lifted in prayer because he has to listen to this every day. And sometimes he doesn't like listening to what I have to say on some of these things. But what I told him this, I said, you guys can write this down. You can strive to be great or you can strive to have more. Let me say that again. You can strive to be great or you can strive to have more. 
How I explain that is I explain it by doing this. You don't become a better husband by the amount of girlfriends that you have. You don't become, that's, you don't, you're not able to treat women better by having a whole bunch of women. So if you're just out there chasing deals and marketing deals and money, that's cool. Go chase it. But you can't be great. So let me say it again. You can strive to be great or strive to have more. The easier thing to do will be to just strive to be great. And when you strive to be great, all the other stuff will follow. And that's the biggest thing that I hope that these young men and women across the country, Dave, can make sure they remember. Like, don't become a salesman. Don't, don't become the, I need to show up with a lunch meeting. Just be you. Be great at what you're doing. Be great teammates. Be, be coachable. Do those things and everything will follow. I well said again, as usual. Um, I can't wait to get your thoughts on this. This is one that that irritates me, and I, I try and stay like when I'm on the air in Columbus here. When I do, you know, 97.1 The Fan. When I'm on Bucknuts, I try and steer clear of certain topics. I, I know the vaccination thing is a touchy subject. <laughs> here's the thing: I'm seeing stats like out of Los Angeles, you know, that there was a uh, 400 people. I'm, I'm sure you saw this. 400 people were admitted. Uh, to a hospital in Los Angeles last week for COVID, all 400 of them had one thing in common, not vaccinated. And we're seeing that all over the country. It's like 99% of the people that are getting admitted to hospitals have not been vaccinated. Uh, doesn't mean you can't get COVID, but you're probably not going to get sick um, if you've been vaccinated. So, But I know it's a touchy subject for some people. I get it because of the history and some things that have happened. I get it. My question for you, and I don't know how much you can get into this, um, what can you tell us about Ohio State's players getting vaccinated? What's the vibe over there? Do you think most of the guys or all of the guys are getting vaccinated? And just how much – I know it's a touchy subject. How much can you tell sure. us about that? Well, I can tell you this. I can tell you that uh, the Buckeyes and, 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 and those guys, they talk to the players about vaccination. I know that they've talked to them over 30 times about vaccinations. I know they've also talked to them about – if you don't, and, and, and by the way, they're not forcing anybody, but if you don't get vaccinated, if you don't get vaccinated and somehow you risk and you get a positive test, you will now be subject to being tested at minimum three times a week. So now you're being tested. Now you're having to wear a mask in the facility. Now you're risking the uh, the chance of playing in a game because you might you might be out for a game or as you guys know you might miss two games and sometimes if you do miss those games you got to go get a heart check and then if you're out for a little bit of time you haven't been doing anything you might risk messing up you know now you're coming back your body has to get acclimated the team is focusing on things right this isn't the off season you're not really working on your body so all types of things can happen so as this starts to progress and as the Delta variant is starting to spread even more, by the time we have this conversation, maybe in another week, possibly, it could be even more. So without getting into politics, without suggesting what other people should do, I'll suggest this and say this. I am going to be one that believes 
and hopes that there are no Buckeyes that miss a game this season due to COVID. Fair? How about oh, very, that? Very fair. I, I would love that. Uh, co-sign me for that. Let me ask you a follow-up, and I know you can't get into uh, to specifics, but let me figure yeah. out a, a good way to ask this question. Um, will a guy like me uh, – you think a guy like me is going to be happy when I hear eventually the percentage of kids on the team getting the vaccination? Because I'm hearing stuff out of, out of the SEC where, like, only six of the 14 – this is from their commissioner, Greg Sankey. I know you saw this. Only six of their 14 teams in the SEC are at the 80% threshold of vaccinations. And he's threatening forfeits. Not like we're going to reschedule. Not that the game doesn't count. We're going to give you an L. We're going to give you an L. And I love that he's doing that. I hope Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin Warren does the same thing. But um, am I going to be happy? So, so here's what I believe. I believe that there is a possibility that numbers might be lower probably across the country for all teams right now because it's not really football. But when you hear the commissioner of the SEC says, hey, there's going to be ales, there's going to be forfeits, and then whoa, and you have the name image likeness going on at the same time, here's what I bet. I bet you. I bet you guys in the next 30 days, there's an extreme rush and improvement in the vaccinations. Again, I don't know that. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a dad chilling in Seattle. I have no rhyme or reason to get into yay or nay, but I have a really good feeling that the closer we get to it being real. So imagine this for a second. Imagine you just sign or you potentially want to sign this name image likeness deal. And you're going to be the, if you will, you, that car dealership wants you to be their spokesman. And they're going to pay you this amount of money. And they need you to sign this contract. And then you are going to miss a game and you're out because of COVID-19. You miss like the Michigan game or the Big Ten or, or, or you know, the national championship game. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Uh, I'll just say this: I'm glad I'm not a college kid anymore. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, we're talking. You were talking earlier about like maybe some of your most embarrassing things. I probably have a uh, listen. I wasn't a terrible. I was just a regular college kid. I don't have any like terrible stories, but still, to your point, I wouldn't want my lowest point in life to be like, what I'm defined by. I think everybody can agree about that. All right, no so doubt. We'll, we will get you out of here on this. So, Big Ten Media Day start tomorrow in Indy. Um, your original stomping grounds in the state of Indiana. They're usually in Chicago. Yeah. I can't wait. No, yeah. I'm, you know, they begin tomorrow, but Ohio, all of Ohio State stuff is on Friday. I love Big Ten Media Days. I'm curious from your perspective um, as a father, as a football fan, as someone who's in the media himself, but is not like a, you know, beat writer of Ohio State. What's your vibe on Big Ten Media Days? Do you care? It's, let me ask first, of all, I want to make sure of something. If you're listening right now, is this a trust tree? Is this can this stay between us? Because <laughs> yes, yes. I now correct me if I'm wrong. Do you have? I got some weird stuff that I do when it comes to football, I, I, and I mean weird. Let, let me explain, brother Dave. I will look. I just did this yesterday, man. I was looking at the Ohio State roster, and by the way, I look at the schedule at least every two days. I look at the schedule 
You mean to tell me that tomorrow is Big Ten Media Day? On a scale of one to ten, I'm at a twenty. Yes. I'm at a twenty. Yes, I'm going to hear the thoughts. I'm going to hear what R- Coach Ryan Day has to say. Oh, and by the way, shout out to Jeremy Rucker going to represent the tight end group as he gets to go to Big Ten Media Day. You think I don't want to hear what Jeremy Rucker has to say? Oh, or you don't think I don't want to hear what Zach Harrison has to say and these big dogs? Yes. You think I don't want to hear what the team up north has to say? Yeah, I do. So, again, <laughs> yep. some uh, somebody in the Bucknut groups said, am I the only one? I think they said, am I the only one that just stares at the schedule that and was the me. roster? That was me. Dude. I've done that since I was a little kid. I just will spend like two hours like looking at the roster, clicking on player bios. I still do it all the time. I, I, I'm in my 40s. Now, again, I was a fan of college football before I had kids, okay? Now I have kids. You mean to tell me now I'm blessed and fortunate to have a kid that plays for the one of the top premier programs in the country? And you think I ain't going to nerd out? So, again, if you don't understand this whole nerd out and weirdness when it comes to schedule, Big Ten Media Day, and looking at the rosters and reading people's bios and finding out where they're from, I apologize. I apologize for my quirkiness and weirdness when it comes to college football. Sorry. Apology not accepted, sir. There's, there will be no apologies for us being complete football junkies. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. You are great. Everybody loves having you on the show. I love having you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. He is the Buckeye Preacher. He is G. Scott Sr. Thank you for your knowledge, sir. My man. And I hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Mm-hmm.